1: the problem of academic gatekeeping. You think you can trust your professor, Carl? Not so sure.
2: Well, you know, we got a disinformation warning at the outset of our program today. So (laughs) the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and so is truth. And (laughs) so it's, it's hard to know where to go to find what is reality, what might not be. And we have plenty of people who are willing to hold forth on the matter of all sorts. And and it's true in all of learning. And, and that's a concern because if there's a stranglehold on doing certain kinds of exploration, probing into certain things, even speech itself, ultimately we're all the loser. And so we're, we're gonna probe into what Creator thinks about this idea of people controlling what others are taught and what they're allowed to read about and learn in educational institutions,
1: where it all begins. And what questions are even allowed to ask? So, U.S. creator, this line of questioning resulted from encountering the following statement when studying the collective papers of Dr. Milton H. Erickson. Erickson is a man many consider to be the Einstein of hypnosis and hypnotherapy. In the foreword, Dr. Lawrence Kuby wrote, One of the strange things about the study of hypnotic phenomena is that so many investigators drop out along the way. Behavioral scientists may work in this field for varying periods only to turn away to other things. This phenomenon is one of the reasons why the field of hypnosis and hypnotism tends repeatedly to drift into the hands of enthusiastic but unscientific amateurs or into hands of those who exploit it for entertainment. What is creator's perspective?
2: All right, and this is what I channeled from creator of all that is in answer. How curious it is that one of the more profound demonstrations of the mind at work and its mysteries is so largely ignored by the mainstream scientific establishment. There are many, many psychologists who carry out countless clinical studies of all sorts to look at all kinds of phenomena related to the mind in its what goes wrong, and what can be done about it. Yet the subconscious, which is the gateway to many important inner aspects of the being, is very little tapped by research in a serious way that is consistent and with a follow through. There are many who come along and dabble for a time, but then drift away. We can tell you with certainty, this is not because their work is unrewarding, or there is no real promise there to be a value for serious and prolonged investigation. In fact, the opposite is the case. What is going on is that the entire field of hypnotism, phenomenology, and utilization as the therapeutic tool is being suppressed. And the scientists themselves who take an interest subjugated to dissuade them from delving too deeply or for too long a period of time This is all entirely sinister and is no different than other areas of medical research and scientific inquiry where human investigators are discouraged from pursuing many promising avenues of exploration and constrained to focus on things of much less value and no practical significance, but can keep many workers busy doing what is in the end just busy work, and adding publications that do not truly advance anything with true merit or practical value. That is the case here. There is a broad arena of fascinating and highly productive research being
1: wholly neglected still. You know, there's a lot going on here that most people have no idea about. Erickson, you know, was active from the twenties up until 1980, he died in 1980. And, uh, Back in like the 20s and 30s, the only real effective medication for pain was morphine, you know. So there was actually a direct interest on the part of many physicians, not all, of course, but more so than there is today, of wanting to use hypnosis for pain management. And Erickson was quite good at it. He could, it's amazing what he could accomplish, Carl.
2: Well, there's many applications because the mind is important. It has a big influence on the body as well as mental and emotional uh concerns and many issues that people struggle with because they can't control themselves right and they need outside help so the, this is a huge arena of of
1: unmet need yeah i was pointing that i was pointing, a, that, out. I I was was pointing a, that out because of the opioid crisis you know this was kind of a counter uh, measure to that to some extent it could certainly be useful but it's just one example
2: well, and it has it doesn't have the downside, of right, yes. Putting chemicals in the body that can become addictive or or wear out in in effectiveness because of uh, uh, becoming acclimated to uh, the dose levels and so on.
1: Yeah, so it's a, definitely a, a fountain of untapped potential. U.S. <laughs> creator when Dr. Milton H. Erickson was an undergraduate student at the University of Wisconsin. He participated in a series of seminars exploring hypnotic phenomena. Erickson, even as a student, was in disagreement with his professor sponsoring the seminars. Erickson thought hypnotic phenomena had little dependence on the hypnotist and crafted experiments to demonstrate this assumption. The experiments were wildly successful beyond Erickson's expectations. Erickson wrote, the entire sequence of events was disturbing and obviously displeasing to my professor since he felt that the importance of suggestions and suggestibility and the role of the operator, the hypnotist, in trans induction were being ignored and bypassed with the result that this approach to the study of hypnosis was then abandoned in the university seminars. Can creator elaborate on why this professor was so disturbed?
2: All right, but that's a complicated question and it might be confusing for people who know little about these sort of phenomena. But the point is, this discord with an interesting observation by a student and the reaction of the professor to resist the new observations and dismiss them out of hand. This happens a lot in academia and in life in general, but this is what Creator says. The reason for this odd sequence of events that a promising and highly creative student met with summary dismissal for his ideas and even demonstrated excellence in productive findings, pointing towards important principles at work could be so easily cast aside and suppressed in pursuing those promising leads is very much sinister in its origins. Here's a demonstration of someone in the field of inquiry, but trapped by some hidebound thinking that was cultivated to develop and enforced so it would be maintained without branching out much further. This was done to the professor and to others in the field as well to stifle their curiosity and exploration and limit it to safe boundaries that would be relatively modest adding to understanding and with little practical value in the end. So this is a practical real-world example of this dynamic underway that scientific advancement is constrained to keep it from proceeding reliably and rapidly but rather to stagnate, so people will be discouraged and content to return to old ideas and procedures to milk them for some further utilization, but by definition will only be revisiting old ground and not adding greatly to knowledge, and certainly will not create opportunities to make a further breakthrough in understanding to widen the horizons in a significant way. All are losers with this kind of orchestrated subjugation, It is true from top to bottom, both the opinion leaders in the fields of scientific inquiry and the learned professors in positions of authority become gatekeepers, constraining new generations of researchers who are coming up through the ranks and may be burning with curiosity and eagerness to take on new challenges, but will be met with resistance and an indifference by their would-be mentors. This is how the lid is kept on things and human progress stalls out, when the opposite could happen through a series of breakthroughs and revelations about how the mind within truly functions. That is why it is left to others, and so little gains are made over time. Erickson was on to to something important here, that the mind has a power and will of its own and is not simply a puppet on a string in the hands of a hypnotist which is more like a circus act akin to an animal trainer that has little to offer in the way of real learning but more like a parlor trick when people are seemingly reduced to being under the spell of a hypnotist simply following suggestions in a robotic fashion what erickson was seeing And wanting to demonstrate was that there was much more to the realm of the subconscious mind, reachable via hypnosis, and it was met with disdain. And this was purposeful in its orchestration, because the blinders had already been put in place for those overseeing his education. And they could not evaluate his research objectively and provide any acceptance or encouragement because of rigid inner beliefs that were highly
1: constraining and faulty to begin with. And I'm, unfortunately, I'm sorry to say, it's 40 years after he passed on and the, the reaction to his work is largely still the same. There's there's an amazing amount of enthusiasm amongst a subset of hypnotherapists out there that, that think he's amazing. And his house has actually been turned into a museum, Carl. But uh, by, by and large, he's an unknown figure. Well, it's
2: sad. Uh, and It's interesting, you know, for me personally, because I was a a scientist for 30 years doing uh, uh, research for developing new medicinal agents for the pharmaceutical industry. And it, it was really a genuine effort to help medicine. And when I retired from that, What I saw was there was a huge unmet need still for emotional problems and issues. And I had resisted going into doing research in neuroscience because I viewed it as really misguided and not mature enough to really be uh, something that could be practically beneficial in the near term. And what I found was this hypnosis community, this hypnotist community who were finding ways to actually help people with emotional and mental illness. And I joined their ranks and I became a consulting hypnotist and a board certified one. And that was intuitive, that I knew there was something there of merit, but it
1: was slow going because it's a backwater and it's (laughs) it's held down. Well, it's not a coincidence that we had asked a bunch of questions about uh, neuroscience a show or two ago, because I see the connection between Neuroscience and hypnosis and the subconscious and conscious all mixed together there. So so it's it's definitely been a fascinating foray for sure. U.S. creator Milton Erickson's mentor eventually left the University of Wisconsin for Yale University. This is from Wikipedia. After moving to Yale, his work in hypnosis quickly encountered resistance. The medical school's concern over the dangers of hypnosis caused him to discontinue his research. This seems like karmic payback in at least some capacity for the professor doing the same thing to his student, Erickson, years earlier. What is Creator's perspective? Right, And this
2: is what Creator tells us. This was certainly in karmic alignment with the energies of resistance and criticism this professor himself had fostered in discouraging his promising student. Who became world renowned for his creativity and ingenuity in probing into and studying many hypnotic phenomena and truly advancing the field of inquiry and using hypnosis as a tool for studying the workings of the mind so this professor in running into similar discouragement in moving to his new institution was simply meeting more of the same constraints put in place through academia and the scientific professions across the board to limit progress, initiative, creativity, and the flexibility and open-mindedness needed to recognize promising observations and new ideas and greet them with enthusiasm, but instead be skeptical and quick to criticize and reject new thinking. That is the hallmark of mind control manipulation at work. And this is the reason, again and again, promising observations are simply ignored when true scientific inquiry demands a greater understanding or the work of the scientist is not yet finished. That is not always possible to supply. There are many phenomena in nature that are too mysterious and perhaps elusive to probe in ways that reveal deeper understanding and may languish for want of better tools. For many years, and only with the advent of new technologies, will begin to give up their secrets. But there has to be a motivation to pursue such phenomena. When that is lacking, something is wrong because humans are geared to be curious and wanting to understand things. There are many such seekers, highly motivated and passionate about scientific inquiry, and have great zeal for the pursuit of deeper understanding, and will make many sacrifices in the attempt. So it is the old guard acting as gatekeepers who ride herd on the young upstarts and provide the needed discouragement to keep things constrained. That is the hidden agenda that works all too well. So this professor got a taste of his own medicine, but the true cause was the fact he simply moved to an institution with stricter rules and more well-entrenched manipulation. And his own ideas he was free to exercise in his prior post were not acceptable in the new setting. And so he fell victim as well to the groupthink of others in the field of hypnotherapy and the psychology
1: of the hypnotic phenomena. Well, we'll be asking a question later on in the show about uh this perception of a advanced, you know, upper league university, but yet it's more constraining. So it's interesting. Um, but I, I this particular thing that creator said that, uh, it's a hidden agenda that works all too well. This academic gatekeeping, I had personal experience with that. And, um, I've been driven by trying to figure that out my entire life since college call
2: Well, everyone who's in academia, understands the existence of gatekeepers because they bump into it regularly or they are one and they relish rising through the ranks high enough to get to that lofty perch where they're kind of setting the agenda, making the rules and tending to the advancement they believe of a field of inquiry when in fact they're acting as the minions of constraint because they are manipulated to be hypercritical and, and, and lose their true judgment through manipulation.
1: It's it's very sinister and very sad. Yeah, it's a self-reinforcing system, too, because the whole idea of a gate is that some people are allowed in and many others are kept out, right? So the ones that are let in are going to be conformists that conform to the current old guard standards, and it just perpetuates, yeah. Uh,
2: well, and, it, and it's a role model as well that – people who rise through the ranks, then take over, and they can become quite the tyrant yeah. in lording their ideas over others and humiliating people publicly in in meetings of in gatherings of scholars and so on. I saw that in the scientific community. It was quite shocking to me yes, how small-minded yeah. people are who are supposed to be open-minded. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, it is quite shocking. You, you expect that there's a higher standard being met in these institutions. And it's quite shocking to say that sometimes that's not the case. Be sure to check us out, getwisdom.com. Download the Lightwork Healing Protocol ebook, getwisdom.com slash LHP, and also the book on prayer, Power Prayer, getwisdom.com slash prayer. And we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voiceamerica
0: are you disenchanted by the saccharine laced stories that you were told when you were younger behind every success there is a hidden journey filled with triumph and defeat on from the ashes with mark azule you'll hear about the challenges that our guests had to overcome to become the successful people that they are today listen live every friday at 11 a.m pacific time and 2 p.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel
1: We're exploring creators' uh, sharings of wisdom on academic gatekeeping. You know, does such a thing exist? And if so, what's the ramifications? And so far, we're seeing it exist, Carl.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it is very real. And it affects everything, unfortunately. And this this makes it harder to deal with because it's not only heavily in the warp and woof and well-entrenched, It's accepted as the way things are done, right? We have to control against misinformation, disinformation, distortions of reality through false ideas, false hypotheses and scientific uh, conjectures that we don't agree with the gatekeepers. And, and this, this becomes a slippery slope and
1: has consequences. But I, we will, do want to point out it's very selective though, because other areas of science have moved it forward at breakneck speed, you know, without a lot of opposition. So
2: well, you think that's true, but it isn't. Ah.
1: <laughs> this, goes thinking, on, this goes on everywhere. Yeah Well, well if, it, if it does if it does go forward quickly, it's probably meeting some other agenda is what I was about to suggest. <laughs> well,
2: it goes forward in gaining new knowledge, right that's bright and shiny. Yeah. But how useful does it prove to be? That's the acid test. Oh, yes, very much so. We have tons of knowledge that we can't make any sense of and
1: use practically speaking. That's true. That's very true. We, and we have other things that look miraculous, like our cell phones, for instance. But uh, we know there's a dark agenda behind that as well. You ask, Creator, why does the collective medical establishment consider hypnosis dangerous and taboo? Their aversion to it appears to go beyond a mere belief in its ineffectiveness. What can Creator tell us? All right, these are Creator's words. This thread of uncertainty and
2: skepticism is very well entrenched at this point because it has a long history. It is entirely engineered to happen and for the effects to have taken hold in this way, to act as a break on progress and discourage newcomers to the field altogether. And those few who persist do so for narrow reasons that are still within acceptable boundaries, but will meet with resistance and obstruction if they venture into new territory too aggressively. The attitude of the medical establishment about use of hypnotism is a prejudice not supported by real evidence. It has been falsely maligned through distortions introduced by mind control manipulation by the interlopers who keep the human culture a prisoner to their whims. They want humans to be subjugated and limited and are seeking to degrade things, not promote progress. That is an environment where true scientific inquiry will simply not get very far. The exceptions happen because of the sheer volume of scientific research being done so that occasionally someone will make a breakthrough observation and it comes to light without being squelched. For each such instance, there are a number of others that will have been stymied from the outset or discouraged along the way to be abandoned. And many interested scientists will change fields rather than remain in such an environment. It will simply seem to them that the field itself is not rich enough to provide fertile ground for a career that can be successful, either because it has already been mined out, so to speak, and nothing much found of value, or it might be too early and unlikely to yield fruit until some chance observations devise better tools and so on. While some scientists do want an extreme challenge to work on, most aspire to having a successful career and must choose to go where the grant funding is. Otherwise, they will starve and will get very little done because money is lacking to support extended work in the field of hypnotherapy and its psychological underpinnings. The reality is the real action with respect to human psychology exists in a deeper part of the mind your channel has discovered. That science is still completely unaware of. It explains much about the vagaries of understanding the complexity of human behavior, its volatility, unpredictability, and often unsuccessful therapeutic management. The reality is the biggest part of the mind is unreachable to conscious awareness or even ordinary hypnotic trance procedures. But it is an untapped opportunity of tremendous importance that ultimately will revolutionize the field of human psychology as well as psychotherapy. The pioneering work is being done by your channel and not by the scientific establishment. That is a testament to the severity of things in terms of the missed opportunity, this aversion to the use of hypnosis
1: through corrupted negative beliefs as produced and maintains. Well, like I said earlier, you know, Erickson has been dead for fifty years or forty years, anyway, and I'm not aware of any scientific effort that even begins to parallel his that has happened since his death, or even in conjunction with it. I mean, it's it's basically there are Erickson followers who are mostly therapists who you know t- review his work in order to enhance their own skill, but beyond that, there's just nothing going on in this field. Well, this is true universally in science. I can tell you, you know, take
2: cancer, for example. We've had a war on cancer many, many years, huge funding for research. But the basic ideas and the basic premise for the research is being manipulated to be constrained and directed away from the truth. Yeah. So we're, we're pursuing all kinds of false hypotheses. So it doesn't matter how much money you throw at a false hypothesis, it will never bring fruit because it's faulty. It can't work. It can't lead you anywhere. So cancer is not a genetic disorder. It's, it's a metabolic disorder, but medicine does not accept that. And and so that keeps
1: everything doing make work. What supports that argument is that your basic suite of chemotherapy drugs is basically unaltered since the 1970s. <laughs> I mean, the basic treatment hasn't really changed, or, or, in in, trans, in in response to the trillions of dollars spent on cancer research, it's quite a disconnect.
2: Well, and the other thing is the death toll hasn't really changed much either. No, it hasn't. It's just that early detection gives the illusion you're making progress and and it it's it, it it isn't really the the grand progress and and prom and and hope that people expect from medicine and from
1: medical yeah. research. But what it has done is it's prolonged life for months or maybe a couple of years so that they can spend more money <laughs> on the treatments. Well, but it, and
2: it comes back to the gatekeepers, you see, yeah.
1: because there are scientists who are interested in the
2: metabolic pathways and changes that accompany cancer, but they're not allowed to do research because it isn't supported with grants. Right. You see, yep. the gatekeepers say no, because oh, they, yes. have a, they have a bias yeah. that the, the current dogma is correct. And, oh, yeah. and on and on and on we go.
1: Indeed. You asked creator, when Brian was an undergraduate at a Big Ten University, he took a series of courses with one of the most respected academic sociologists on campus. Their initial report was terrific. It even led to the student being invited to his professor's lakeside cabin for a weekend. It was clear the professor believed he had found an exciting young protege he could foster and mentor. When the student one day during an office visit mentioned his interest in paranormal topics, his professor lost it. (laughs) In just a single moment, their protege-mentor relationship was over, and his professor became cold, distant, and unapproachable after that. Can Crater shed some light on what happened there? Right, and Kreider says, this is an interesting real-world
2: example of the phenomena of mind control at work in controlling fields of scientific inquiry. It is not just that people's minds are blocked to have an interest in a particular area. They have an active negative attitude and need deep within to reject any foray into the area in question and will roundly criticize anyone who attempts to do so. This goes beyond merely having personal interests and wanting to not become involved in areas outside what one gets excited about. There is an active avoidance altogether of anything related to those topics and approaches considered to be taboo. It is as though someone proposing doing something in that arena or showing results of studies they have done has broken a rule and exhibited reckless conduct in addition to being idiotic. To consider such a thing worthwhile. That is the power of mind control, to sculpt very strong negative and self-limiting beliefs of all kinds that constrain people from accepting new ideas and daring to venture beyond the fence around them such beliefs create, to keep people subjugated and suppressed and limited in their options by limiting their thinking and what it allows a person to accept in terms of their own energies and choices and those of others?
1: You know, I, I was less upset by this happening than I was simply dumbfounded. I was shocked at how, at how this went about. You know, I, we were literally friends, and then overnight it was over. And it was like, what the heck just happened here? <laughs> it was, yeah, I'm still, my mind still can't really wrap my, my, my head around it. It's interesting.
2: Yes, well, this is uh, this is amazing, but this is what mind control does. It changes people and constrains them, and it makes them different. Yeah, that's why it works because it shapes
1: human behavior and the outcomes of things. U.S. creator Brian studied and experimented with hypnosis for a number of years before entering law school. One time, he was invited to a large group gathering to attempt a past life regression on the group. To his astonishment, not a single individual of the more than almost thirty people present reported experiencing or seeing anything. This was unprecedented in Brian's experience, bordering on the impossible in his perspective. He took this as a sign that this was not to be his life's work after all. It was a watershed moment in his life. Looking back, it still seems unbelievable. What was the fail- was the failure his or a result of divine or interloper in- intervention? What can Crater tell us? Creator says, This was
2: orchestrated to happen by the interlopers. It was a manipulation done of all present in that gathering to limit their ability to tap into their subconscious mind sufficiently to allow connecting to deeper awareness of past life material they had truly experienced. Such demonstrations are indeed routine, and it is the majority of people who can achieve a reasonable level of hypnotic trance who will have some awareness and glimmers of circumstances they have experienced in prior lifetimes. This will be highly variable in the level of detail, but for a gathering of that size to have no one who comes up with any kind of imagery is highly suspicious when someone who is competent is leading a group session to quiet the mind and reach within to recall evidence of prior lives. He was certainly competent to do so at that point. The exercise was thwarted purposefully in order to discredit him and discredit the process, and to discourage him actively from pursuing things further. So this is an example very close to home about how the entire field is constrained. Such things happen routinely to serious students of the practice of hypnotism and those seeking to have a benefit from a practitioner. And particular, focus is given to the educational arena because this is where students choose what their interests might be and how to pursue further study and build towards career choices. So anyone entering an area of inquiry the interlopers want to have restricted will encounter roadblocks of all kinds they will not only be discouraged, they will be manipulated to fail many times and may well give up what could be a promising career in one of the scientific disciplines because the interlopers can see they have talent and want to discourage them from tapping into it and providing a benefit to human society. If they can discourage someone from a promising career in doing what they are best at, It is a win in their way of thinking for their side, and humanity is the loser. Not to mention that individual's life is constrained through the manipulation and will not be the same. Such things are taking place every day across the world
1: to limit human progress. Well, this has been a burning question for me for most of my adult life, actually. And I'm very, very thankful to you and creator Carl that I finally have an answer to this dilemma. But uh, it was a watershed moment in my life. It changed my career plans. You know. So what the creator is saying here is absolutely spot on. Well, and it's and it's shocking to see that the level of gatekeeping
2: applies to individuals. Yeah. And individual events in their lives. This is a level of control and manipulation that is astounding from human perspectives and seems completely unbelievable on its face but yet it happens yeah. and this is god speaking it isn't me but i've i've been caught up in the world as well for quite a long while and seen many many evidences of these kinds of manipulations it really explains the the vagaries of human existence and how we harm one another so much of the time to the to the, the loss for
1: all of us Yeah. And, you know, I had done some group uh, work prior to that particular episode and I had great success uh, with smaller crowds, you know, with with having as many as half of the people present, you know, being able to report stuff. And I was on a roll when I met that larger group. So to have nobody in that entire group have anything was like, whoa, wait a minute here. This is not right. Something is definitely wrong. So. I never felt particularly bad in the sense that it was my own personal failing. I never felt like it was my fault, but it it, it changed my mind, and frankly, I don't regret it. Because if they went to that much trouble to discourage me, then if I'd have kept going, they'd they'd kept doing more stuff to discourage me. It would have been a rough road to haul.
2: Yeah, and you got the message, and you acted accordingly, and this is how it's done. And you're right, you, you would have uh, probably not gone very far because they were that determined to slow you down and to sideline that arena. And you can see it's still a kind of uh, esoteric world of its own, the discussion of past lives and so on. And they, they keep that constrained in other ways now yeah. by, by making people uh, follow psychics that are
1: corrupted to minimize yeah. what they teach. Absolutely, yeah. It's I would say it's every still every bit as constrained today as it was back then. Maybe a little bit differently, but but still the same. Uh, check us out, gatewisdom.com. Check out our healing services. Go to gatewisdom.com. We have a healing uh, tab on our menu, and you can hire a practitioner to do light work healing protocol for you. Scientist and inventor Carl
0: Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. we pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries our weekly webinars featured the creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally and we welcome viewer questions there is no death there are no secrets get enlightened visit
2: getwisdom.com unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the voice america empowerment channel
1: In the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom, we're looking at uh, what Creator says about academic gatekeeping. But it's it's beyond just – well, it's beyond academic. It's also scientific, even in the working world, Carl, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. This is a <laughs> uh, yeah, universal tool of the
1: overseers who truly run things. Yeah. That's yeah, the You asked Crater. Many students, especially those earning advanced degrees and who go on to professional schools, need decades to repay their student loans. So not only are they subjected to academic gatekeeping for a number of years, but enjoy the privilege of spending most of their adult lives paying for it. (laughs) What is Creator's perspective?
2: All right. And Creator tells us, here again is a distortion of purpose and potential productivity, that in order to make strides in cultivating the talent of the young, The requirements and penalties imposed in making people go to school endlessly, jumping through a seemingly endless series of hoops to satisfy their overseers, and charging them a premium price for the privilege adds insult to injury in our perspective. People learn much more from doing than by attending lectures and reading about the work of others. The entire educational system has things backwards. And this is deliberate because it is a deliberate stifling of initiative and creativity to imprison the young in schools under the authority of teachers who will get ever more stern in maintaining discipline to enforce their way of doing things that is against human nature to begin with. This is why the education system is, in fact, breaking down. It was never designed to work well to begin with. It is only the innate ability, and talent of human beings that allows people to learn, even under adverse circumstances where learning is encouraged on the one hand, but students receive many disincentives to participate and give it their all when subjected to bullying and peer pressure of various negative kinds and even mistreatment by teachers, oftentimes, who are ill-suited for the task. The many flaws of the educational institutions are beyond the scope of our discussion here with you at this point, but the key thing about paying so very much for something of so little value is truly a travesty. This is all a consequence of mind control manipulation to be this way. So not only is education highly uneven, many times counterproductive, or only able to achieve a mediocre level of benefit, particularly in being highly irrelevant to true-life applications, there is something deeply wrong with society that it would tolerate, let alone put such a high price tag on a system of arbitrary make-work exercises and testing that ultimately provides little of tangible value other than the diploma as a currency for acceptance in the job market or academia. But a sham is still a sham, regardless of whether you believe in it. And so the consequences are real in holding back human progress in ways that cause suffering and, in this case, a financial
1: penalty. You know, Carl, this year is my 30th anniversary from graduating law school. (laughs) Congratulations, right? Uh, And I just paid off my student loan this year. I, it, that, that law degree cost me more than $60,000 from something I earned 30 years ago. It's probably triple that amount today. Sure. Yeah, yeah it's and very the, typical. Yes. Yeah. And, and the irony is, is that Abraham Lincoln was a lawyer and they didn't have requirements to even go to law school when he 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 just simply studied law on his own and took the bar exam and passed and was able to practice law as a result. You know, so things changed quickly in just 150 years.
2: Well, this is sad. And we, we don't like being in this position. And there are many wonderful people who are dedicated teachers. And we, we're we not talking about them. Everyone's caught up in a flawed system. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. So everyone is doing make work or misguided things because that's what they're taught and how it works and what things mean and, and what's real and what isn't. And and the, the idea here is to look beyond and above it to understand what is missing and why things are the way they are, because that's the only hope. Yeah. If we can't change it for the better, we'll live
1: this way forever. And that can work. Huh. U.S. creator, Get Wisdom is fighting an uphill battle with interloper gatekeeping in spreading the word about its mission. Can Creator share with us the importance of persisting against these headwinds in our efforts to get more and more people to learn about and use Empowered Prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol?
2: All right, Creator says, The efforts of get wisdom to enlighten the world and awaken them to the problem of interlopers being in your midst and having a huge impact on human progress as the cause of great suffering is a perfect illustration of the problem you've been addressing through all the questions in this session. There is more going on behind the scenes, making people the way they are keeping things in place, to comprise the status quo in resisting new ideas and approaches that might end up having a great promise, but are discouraged and repressed out of all proportion to common sense and reason. Such heavy-handed negativity flies in the face of the entirety of human history that it is often the chance observation that allows a new breakthrough. The many stories of freethinkers who pursue a questionable questionable notion simply out of their personal curiosity and a dogged determination to get to the bottom of its mechanism, almost as a sole-interested party, being a frequent source of valuable advances, should give pause to the idea of instituting uniformity of thought in a heavy-handed way. Yet, this is routine in your world. The answer is to provide healing for the interlopers, setting all these manipulations and constraints in motion with their strategies of mind-control manipulation and other ways of corrupting human thought and capability. We have said many times it is not enough to simply plead with God for help to heal the problems and help people recover from their difficulties, their failings, and the suffering that comes with failure, whatever the causes might be. The entire relationship between humanity and the divine has become heavily corrupted and constrained, just like everything else. What is needed is more healing and a greater awareness in society of the problem posed by dark spirit possession and extraterrestrial mind control manipulations working directly on people as well as controlling and utilizing the dark spirits as a kind of weapon that is sinister but invisible and working from within the mind of a person to corrupt their thinking and drag them down. These kinds of manipulations are entirely unopposed. They are not touched by medication They are refractory to the efforts of counselors, therapists, and the ordinary teachings of society and its representatives seeking to educate people and encourage progress. The darkness has an agenda of its own, and it is to drag down and cause suffering in every way it can manage to bring about. At this point, the extraterrestrials are tired of toying with you and want to be done with you as a species. Their plan is to annihilate humanity within the next few years and are working steadily to weaken you further in order to make that easier to carry out. The only thing standing in their way is your ability to call on a divine intervention to change the course of events here in favor of humanity once again. You cannot stand up to these opposing forces on your own. You do not have the wherewithal to counter their manipulations. More people need to become aware of the problem, but they will not be able to solve it on their own either. The answer is greater use of empowered prayer to reach out to the divine effectively, knowing more about what is at stake, the source of the problem, and how to request assistance from the divine with enough leverage so that a modest number of human beings can obtain a sufficient divine response to turn the tide. There needs to be quorum of divine requests for assistance of the right kind to reach a tipping point. The goal is to induce the extraterrestrials to leave without destroying you as a parting shot. So they will have an option in the future to return, but that interval will provide an opportunity to complete a greater healing of humanity than has been possible heretofore. And that will allow a grand ascension where you can progress to a greater role within the universe and be free of all the pain and suffering being in the physical involves inevitably. And that healing of your prior karma from being in the vanguard and taking on the problem of evil over many centuries will finally be addressed with healing through the lightworker healing protocol sufficient to the task to right the wrongs of history and the many woundings caused to your very being that are on record and will keep holding you down and holding you back until that healing is achieved. This takes time, and when you are constantly bombarded with new problems, it is all the more difficult to gain ground and make significant progress for many individuals, let alone the entirety of humanity. What is needed is for humans to use empowered prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol as a healer. Anyone can do this to call forth the divine in partnership because the wording is provided for how to ask effectively and for what strategies the divine actually uses to carry out healing. Each and every human being hearing these words can add their voice to a growing chorus to reach the needed quorum to turn the tide here. This you can do in the privacy of your own mind at your discretion, doing whatever number of outreaches you can devote time to, and this can be done safely and with little cost to you. At the same time, you will be adding tremendous positive karma that will help you in the future and will be on record for all of time as the greatest of contributions humans can make to the cause of the divine, and all who are benefited throughout the universe.
1: Well, it's certainly implied in the context of this topic that there's religious gatekeeping as well. <laughs> we're kind of running into that also on top of all the other gatekeeping we encounter. Well, there's
2: there couldn't be more at stake than what we're facing in the near term. Yeah. We have to get going. We need to awaken more and more people To the idea they need to do something. God isn't going to do it for you. You have to be in the lead. You have to take steps to move in that direction actively through prayer and through healing requests done the right way. So there's there's rules about this all. Yes. And a weak prayer will only get a weak result. A weak result will not save us.
1: Right. If if. I'm speaking to the audience now, if you're intrigued by this and you're you're thinking, huh, this is speaking to me, you need to follow through with action because the whole topic we had today, this idea of gatekeeping, is keeping a lot of people that you know and are around you complacent and out of the action. So if you feel at all interested in helping humanity, if you feel that there's something here that needs to be looked at further, please, please, please get involved. Join Get Wisdom. Uh, download the ebooks we talked about earlier. GetWisdom.com slash LHP, getWisdom.com slash prayer. Um, you can also get the ebook, uh, 10 Divine Principles for Living, getWisdom.com slash TEN 10. Um, you can look into becoming a healer. You can you can get healing for yourself, for your family. There's all kinds of things. There's a lot to check out, but you got to take that step. you got to do more than just listen to our program. And we love having you listening to the program. We really do. But please, please, please get involved. Yes, this is your chance
2: now to do what you came here for. This is the irony in this discussion that no one is here on the planet who came in not knowing what we're telling you. But you're born as an infant and you have to learn from the outset about everything. And it's not in the culture. Why? It's suppressed. Yeah,
1: because you teachers won't teach keeping. this. <laughs> You, the listener, ran into as much gatekeeping as me and Carl ran into. Uh, You know, we just happen to maybe be a little bit more uh, persistent in our pursuit of what we, you know, want to understand and try to know. We weren't content with just accepting the the pat answers that everybody else has given. Uh, But if you're part of that, if you think there's more to life than you've been taught, please, please, please check out GetWisdom.com and check out the work we've been doing for five years now, Carl.
2: Yeah, it's amazing, but uh, there's much more needed, unfortunately, and we can't do it alone ourselves.
1: No, we need your need your involvement. Humanity needs your involvement. So, if there's going to be a positive future for us all, you have to take action. You can't wait for somebody else to do it for you. That's all we have for this week's Get Wisdom. Thanks, Carl. Appreciate it. All right. Be well. <laughs>